Yes, Guilty Movie Pleasure fans, we are finally back! And I have some questions for you. Hey, yo, do you like Stallone? Uh, how about Arnold? Or maybe you like Bruce Willis? Or Jason Statham? Well, guess what? We got all of them and 35 more action heroes, because we're covering Expendables 2! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasure. I am celebrating, celebrating, not messing up that intro. Well done. I, I hate it when I uh, don't plan an intro, which is every week. But when I don't hmm. plan one and then I come up with one that I kind of like and royally screw it up. Sure. The, the you, you know what? You know what could solve that is just a couple practice runs. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that. You know what could solve that? Actually preparing. Just preparing. You know yeah. what? Uh, but, you know, they don't pay me enough to prepare it, here. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so... I did. We did talk about this in the five second gap between the intro and now. Mm-hmm. How my my ending when I when I said the title sounded like Stallone and Keanu Reeves combined a little bit, which it was begs like the question. Uh, Expendables two. Yeah, that was. <laughs> hey guys, Bill and Ted Part Three. How great would that be? If Stallone oh, if Stallone came on. Yeah. If Stallone replaced Rufus, George Carlin, rest in peace, man. Yeah. I don't think they should cast Stallone in, 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 to replace George Carlin. No, in anything except Rocky movies from here on out. Yeah, I would watch Expendables 4, which is supposed to happen. Uh, so anyways, hey, we're back. We were gone for the 4th of July. Jesse was on vacation, being awesome. Mm-hmm. I was just uh, sitting around a lot. Um, but hey, we're back. Teach them. And we're back with, uh, with a modern-day guilty movie pleasure classic in my mind. I love all three Expendables movies. Um I'm just gonna get right into it. Do it. Just get right into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Do you want to uh, introduce yourself first? Oh yeah. Hey, if you yeah. haven't, if you're just now joining us for the first time, which uh, that would be a treat. Uh, I'm Ben <laughs> Begley, your host, and uh, you can find me at the Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram. And with me, as always, is Jackie, Jesse McIntosh. Jesse McIntosh or Jackie yeah, or Jackie Messenger. Jack, to his friends, <laughs> his friends refer to him as Jackie McIntosh. <laughs> I call him Jackie. I bet y'all didn't know that about we're, me. We're so that's this is for new people and for old people. Now you know something new about I, me. I love that every week you have to remind me to introduce. <laughs> hey, how about you uh, do the thing that hosts usually do? Just, yeah, you know, don't. I wouldn't worry about no. it. No, 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 Jesse. Uh, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse. There we go. Now we now we got that out of the way. Yeah. Uh, back to Expendables. Expendables too. I remember when the first one got announced. I was super pumped. I've actually seen all three of these with my father in law. Because I take him to, he loves Stallone, he loves Arnold, and I take him to all these like cheese ball action films. We saw The Last Stand together, we saw Creed, everything. So anything with Stallone, it's like, we're going. Uh, the first Expendables I really liked, but I felt like it was more of a bromance between Stallone and Statham, because you haven't seen it, but nope. basically they have the team do a battle in the beginning, then the Statham and Stallone go and do a reconnaissance mission to figure out this big bad guy eric roberts his character in it and then there's a huge battle at the end again but there's a large chunk of it where it's just alone and statham and you feel like it was just a scheduling thing and willis and schwarzenegger are in one scene in the first one and it feels like a total cop out and they tease you in this one like arnold's only going to be in the beginning and willis is only going to be in the beginning but the reason i love this is just a shot of Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Stallone just blasting away and Chuck Norris above them. I'm like, this is everything I want in a movie. Wasn't so just to get my timeline right yeah. for the original Expendables? Wasn't Schwarzenegger still a sitting governor at that time? I, yeah, he was. So okay, so literally, they, he just shows up and is like, I don't want the job. Give it to him. He likes running around the jungle, which was <laughs> like, oh, I get it because you like ear and predator. Well, let's yeah. see. 
Uh, and then three, I was really disappointed because they made it PG thirteen, which negates the entire purpose of. They tried they and they tried to pass the baton to like we talked about this before the show, Kellen Lutz and like Ronda Rousey's awesome, but you don't come to a movie like this to see all these other rando young people that I've never heard of. And let, Kellen Lutz, nobody nobody's gonna see a movie. I actually don't know who that is. He no disrespect in, to Kellen Lutz. He was Lutz. in the. Uh, the Rennie Harlan, I think it's no Expendables three. He was in Hercules, not the okay. Rock one, the other one. I don't know if it was Rennie Harlan that did it. Anyways, nobody nobody saw it. That, so anyways, that did not. Clear so that the me. the third one, it's PG thirteen. The violence is dummied down, and they try and pass it off to these youngsters, and then the old guys have to save them in the end. But it does have Harrison Ford and Wesley Snipes and, and Antonio Banderas and Mel Gibson, and they're all awesome in it. So a little-known fact about these movies is yeah. if you were not in any of the Expendables movies, you're not allowed to live in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's like, this, I don't know if you can see this. The Expendables 3 cover is so crowded. There are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 people. And not only that, if you flip the cover over, there's a whole new <laughs> photograph with all new people in it right behind it. That's not true. But if you do look at the photograph, people. if you have a moment and just look up the Expendables 3 DVD cover, um, they're all smiling. It's weird. They're just all... really weird. It looks like, a, a, I, I said earlier, the last day of camp. <laughs> or they were like, all right, guys, now do a goofy photo. Yeah. And they're like, ha, ha. It's super very, weird. It's definitely not the vibe. Anyways, I remember when I saw Expendables 2 in theaters, I loved it. I had a total blast. Rewatching it, uh, the beginning and ending is awesome. And there's a few action scenes sprinkled throughout that I really like. But there's I've realized that the main problem with these this trilogy is that they don't really know what to do with story. Right. So they just kind of chuck the guys together and keep throwing in in jokes around until one of them lands. And so I still really enjoyed it, and I thought it was hysterical. It's like a parody of action films, but it's bloated for like 30 to 40 minutes in the second act. But now I want to know your thoughts since I just talked for 47 minutes about this. Uh, uh, you know, that's what I do. I just give people a dissertation on the entire series. Right. That's what they come for. That's, I mean, and it's appreciated by all, I think. Um <laughs> <laughs> they want to know god forbid we ever do like an eight-part series I, you know what i guarantee people are taking notes <laughs> prove me right screenshot your notes yeah screenshot your notes i want to see them so jesse you've yeah. never seen any of these right no oh, I did you have haven't. any interest uh a little bit i still haven't <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like when we had the bit. mx4d guys on who were awesome but the one guy was like oh i've only seen the first 20 minutes of sharknado and i was yeah. like well and i saw it 10 years ago <laughs> That was a, so that was hilarious. A, a fun Kirk. moment. Go, Kirk, yeah, he was yeah, a nice dude. Go take he, a look he at our faces. With it. He rolled with it. When that happened. Oh, for real? Um, yeah. Dan was an expert, though. Yeah, he sure was. He was awesome. I almost feel like he wrote those movies. Yeah. Um, a, so, a little bit. But here, the, the main problem that I had watching it, which is sort of my misgivings uh, about seeing them, were that uh, they cared more about... Like you said, putting the people together and referencing each other <laughs> than they do about the actual movie, yeah. which is nonsensical and uh, unfocused. <laughs> well, so let's be fair. I mean, that it's so just super simple. But OK, but look, I that I, I, I don't even I think it's beyond super simple. I think it's <laughs> it's uh, just like throwing vagaries into the air and saying like how many like looking at a board of catchphrases 
that have been in action <laughs> movies and been like, which of these can we string together? I, I do wish a, they, they made a little bit more effort. Linear. But the, the point is that I think it didn't matter to them. Yeah. Like, they got all these guys, and what I wish had happened mm-hmm. was that they made a clear and, like, uh, not to use the word again, but sensical and yeah. linear and thought out movie with it. But instead they were just like, we have all these guys, let's, let's, let's the utilize things. them. Let's do the things that they yeah. do and hope that people come to see these people who they know and love. Yeah. Um, and I just don't have enough nostalgia for the people oh, that are see, in I it. Do. I mean, I, some of them, but not enough to be like, oh, I just want to see them do those things again. Because I could just watch those things. Do you know what I mean? But you can't watch those things all in one movie. I, yeah, but I don't Van need to. Van Damme and Stallone fighting is so awesome. Van Damme was actually my favorite part of this movie. He, I thought he was really engaging and really fun badass. to watch. He's super badass. He's really fun. Yeah. Um, his villain gets no backstory. His name is literally villain. <laughs> yeah, it's Villan. Villan. And it's spelled... V-I-L-A-I-N. Wait, no, screw it. We're going to skip to clip number two real quick, because this is his introduction when he explains his tattoo. Uh-huh. This is the symbol of the god, the pet of Satan. They say. <laughs> I love that little, they say. Yeah. It's like, man, you, you and all your dudes committed to this tattoo on your neck. You should have researched it. I mean, did yeah. They, did they have Google in the Expendables 2 day? Yeah, this is yeah. 2012. Yeah. So just a little bit of research. They say they say it could mean you know whale ass, but instead, <laughs> which is a delicacy apparently, apparently in Sweden. Yeah, we'll play that clip later. Wait, just we gotta wait for we gotta wait. Spread it out, dude. Just, yeah, we can't yeah. just can't, can't get, blow our whole load right now. <laughs> can't get the goat and whale ass right in the beginning. Not together. So, did you enjoy it at all, or was it a big disappointment for you? What, did, what was your so, feelings? Yeah, I enjoyed parts of it. Um, I that just, opening 15 minute battle is insanity. Yeah, the opening battle, the um, like I, I like laughed at it when every time Chuck Norris came in and like did his Chuck Norris thing <laughs> a little bit, especially because we know how insane Chuck Norris is now. Yeah, yeah, and also like it was this is uh, separate and apart from the movie itself, but like the subtitles on my screen, whenever Chuck Norris laughed, it would say chuckling. And did I you just, watch it with subtitles again? Yeah. <laughs> Why does that keep happening? Uh, well, because my air conditioning was on and my wife was asleep, so I was like having to uh, read the uh, yeah, subtitles yeah, yeah. a little bit. But um, get invest in some Bluetooth headphones. I need to. That you I can get to. them for ten bucks but, at Target. But the fun part about it was that it kept saying Chuck Norris was chuckling. <laughs> Chuck and, Norris chuckling. And I I read it as like a verb to describe Chuck being a, being Chuck Norris. He's just chuckling he's just, again. He's just being chuckling. There's Chuck yeah. Norris chuckling again. Yeah. So that I so there were moments where I laughed at it, and there were moments where I like was trying to sincerely follow it, yeah. and then I bailed on that pretty quickly. Man, I think just because I love all of these ridiculous 80s movies so much that I feel like um, definitely when I saw it in theaters, I was on board the entire time. Sure. And then this time, I think I really started watching it from a more analytical standpoint, which is insane to do with something like this because you can't. you can't. But that opening action sequence, so much happens in it, which we'll get into, but... um, I think that the action delivers, but yeah, it just it, it doesn't it doesn't know what it wants to do in between the actions. Yeah, scenes. and it, like I really would have like I found myself wanting more camaraderie from all of Instead them. Instead of them just being antagonistic the entire time. Yeah. Like, hey, 
cauliflower ears and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, or, like, like they, there were just too many moments to me where everyone cleared out for one person to just be – to do them mm-hmm. versus, like, what would it be like if they all – like – Well, if you think that's the case, the first one basically clears out for, like, 45 minutes yeah, just like, state them and what, What's the point of having all these people if you're not going to, like, throw yeah. them in a pot? Like, the best scene to me or some of the best scenes – were like when they woke up in the like warehouse that they camped out in, yeah. and they were all like talking about uh, how like who prepared for what and like yeah. how you need to be prepared. Like at least they were all talking to each other and they yeah. were all there and like present and doing their own things, but together. Yeah. Um, versus like so much of the movie was just like Stallone by himself being like, I'm gonna do Stallone things, or Statham being like, I'm gonna do Statham things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stallone definitely, you can tell it's still his movie. Right. Even though it's, which makes sense. It's Barney, he's Barney Ross, he's the head of the group, it makes sense. Uh, before we get into too much more, we're gonna do the plot in under three minutes. You ready in the booth there, Steve? Uh, yes, sir. Or did we lull you into submission? No, I'm good to go. Okay, good. All right, guys. Here, here we go. go. Get ready. Uh, this, maybe three, this could be the plot four, in 90 seconds. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so we start off with uh, this giant action sequence where all of the Expendables show up in these ridiculous battering ram trucks where uh, Stallone, the battering ram's on the back just so he can flip around and drive in reverse and slam <laughs> through people, which makes no sense. Uh, uh, Dolph Lundgren and Jet Li have one that says knock knock and it has a giant, looks like a crane that they chopped off and just starts bashing through. They crash through like six buildings all getting to this prisoner where we find out, hey, good music, I like it, where we find that they've rescued Arnold. Arnold, they're like, oh, it's you and he's like yeah I got another way out then they go out they zip line they're still blasting bad guys <laughs> and then they they get surrounded and Stallone does an air shoot and they all die and you find out that Liam Hensworth has been sniping from above and then they all escape on a boat chase that is bananas insane too with a ton of explosions and craziness and then there's downtime where they go to the bar and Liam Hensworth and Stallone talk and Liam Hemsworth says I'm not into this they life spend a lot of time building him but up. I am gonna hang with you guys for the last one month. One more month. For why? We don't know. Um, and then uh, Bruce Willis <laughs> gets him uh, and is basically like, I need you to find this mystery thing. You stole you five million money. dollars from yeah. us. Um, and I'm going to send this woman with you and you have to uh, take her along. And Bruce Will- or, Martial uh, arts McNo expression. Yes. Yeah, S- Sylvester Stallone is like, no, I'm, I don't want to be a babysitter. And he's like, doesn't matter. You have to take her. So they head out and they uh, pretty easily find the thing. Really easily find yeah. the plane. Um, but they're... And they're, uh, she has to get in and like they're holding the door open she has to get in and very weird it. plot where they have to there's an encryption that only she can do right yeah it explodes um, and then uh, Liam Hemsworth runs forward and Jean-Claude Van Damme grabs him oh yeah and then he's like then he the Expendables really quickly put their guns down even though they're the best mercenaries in the world they just drop their guns because Liam Hemsworth is hostage and then they assume that Valon is going to let him go and and they take the drive and they go off and then right before they leave he says I'm not afraid of you and then they kick the knife into him kill Liam Hemsworth uh, Stallone gives him a eulogy and they say what are we going to do find him track, track him find him kill him and then they basically from there go to a village no 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 they, yeah yeah, yeah. They go to an abandoned like Russian. Yeah, we we area. find out they're looking for plutonium. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what um, yeah. Molly. That's her name. Who's the woman? 
I don't know. I think her name was Molly. I call her a martial arts McNo expression. Martial arts McNo expression. Um, <laughs> oh, she, she, so she takes it to the and the village is all the women and children whose husbands have been taken we to, skipped over to when do the mine. Chuck Norris comes in, but it's fine. Doesn't matter. No, not yet, right? Because uh, then they like send them to this town and they hang out in this town yeah. and they sleep over overnight and then the uh, Valaine's guys come and like shoot them up a tank. and then, then Chuck Norris kills all and those people. And then the village happens with the women. Yep. Yep. And then they they help the That's women. Right. Say, and then I now pronounce you men and knife. And then they go to the mine. There's this giant action sequence, and then they end up at an airport where uh, where Schwarzenegger and Willis shows up, and they're just blasting away. And then and then Stallone kills Milan, and then they're off because they're all they all deserve to be in a museum. We'll get into the action scenes. Don't worry. Sure. Don't worry. I feel like my chair just like there we go. Adjust okay. yourself. I had to adjust myself. Yeah. My chair was uh, slinking down again. Am I am I high up? We lost you a little bit Steve there, hates man. it when I do that Ben, ben. don't do it You're messing up our iTunes Anyways um, So let's get into the first action sequence Because I just wrote The opening action sequence is insane In yes. all capital letters yeah. They utilize every mode of transportation It's And it goes on, I clocked it It was 14 and a half minutes Yeah, It's so long, it feels like the end of a movie mm-hmm. Which it's awesome, but then when you start off that big and then don't do anything for thirty minutes straight is when you're like, wait, wait, wait. You know what? It's so go back to that. It's so funny that you timed it because I legitimately, when the Expendables logo came up on the screen, I paused it, and it was at like fourteen twenty, and I was like, that is too long for me not to know what's happening. <laughs> See. That is not too long for me, as long as they're shooting up bad guys. I, I there, there's no context, and I get that like the first movie is the context, yeah. and you don't really need context. Yeah. But it, just like for no one to be like, here's what we're doing. <laughs> but it's so awesome. <laughs> like, I right. don't care. I disagree with you, but it's fine. No, I, no, get no. It. It, I get like, it. Like I, you know, grain of salt because like obviously <laughs> they don't care. It's so and absurd. You're not supposed to care, but it was it was like it was noticeable to both of us. Oh yeah, that we were both just like. How long was that? It's insanely yeah. long. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, they they first come in. They uh, like I said, Stallone is driving this car, and I'm like, why is there a battering? It's like a big armored vehicle. And I'm like, why is there a battering ram on the back? Yeah. And then he swerves around and drives in reverse, slamming through everything, just to be cool, I guess. Yep. And maybe it's harder to shoot him that way. I don't know. I think they had uh, whoever was shooting the gun out of that truck was on the back of the truck also, right? I think it's just a flaw in the design there. You know what happened? They showed up to the armored truck rental, and the guy was like, ah, we got all our front-facing guns. They already rented out. You guys cool with this? He's like, yeah, I can do a car. And they're like, it has a GPS. Does that make it better for you? Yeah, is it Garmin? (laughs) I like Garmin. I don't know why he's so stuck on Garmin. Because it's the best navigation but system then, there is. <laughs> not not yet sponsored. Sponsored by Garmin. <laughs> Pleasure uh, so they, this movie does what all 80s and 90s action films did. That ages so poorly, but is perfect for me in this movie. Where the bad guys, in every action scene, the bad guys have automatic weapons and are just unloading bullets, never hitting the good guys. And the good guys have... In the beginning, they have like a bazooka, and Terry Crews has this giant hand cannon. And just, I read a review on this where it was like, apparently when bad guys are shot, they explode like a balloon filled with ketchup. And that's what happens. Sure. Every single, and I like that there was practical squibs. A lot of it was CGI blood, which kind of drives me nuts. 
But there were moments of practical squibs, which I was And a lot on. of them were actually shot. A lot of, them were. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, actually, they stepped yeah. up their game. And it did. They were too. like, hey, they just got a bunch of criminals that were on death row and were yeah. like, here we go. Yeah. That's super dark. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. But there's just like bazookas. There's there's just, and the good guys just run out in just like no cover, just like, gah, 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 and just shoot every bad guy. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, I really want to look up. Steve, can you look up if there's a body count for Expendables 2? Because I feel like it's in the in the hundreds yeah, to two hundreds. Oh, easily. I feel like it's two hundred easily. I feel like two hundred like in the battle. opening. Yeah, it's insane. So like, it delivers exactly what you want in the action scenes when they happen. Uh, then there's like, uh, there's a, a helicopter that shows up, and St- Stallone's big idea is to rev a motorcycle and have it shoot off into it. With no passenger yeah, on it, the, and you know, it worked. It worked. Who knew that motorcycles can stay upright and drive by themselves? It's so awesome, and the, that is one thing that's real. The CGI is super cheesy in this movie. Yeah, like that when the helicopter gets crashed by the motorcycle. I'm like, ooh, your budget, your your, your action scenes got a little too big for your britches, but I still love it. You, I don't care. You know, I the the one thing I will say is that I for these movies, if it's just going to be, if you're going to focus on the battles and fights yeah. then you got to do something new and like there were a couple of things that yeah. i hadn't seen before so that was one thing where i was like okay here yeah. we go <laughs> i love that I, yeah. I as cheesy as it looked i thought it was yeah, awesome for and sure. then the one thing i get really bummed about and they do this in part three as well terry cruz gets wounded in the third one and that's when stallone's like i'm hanging it up we're giving it over the new kids which makes no sense because it's like I don't want any of us old guys getting killed, but these new kids can. Yeah. I was like, I don't think any. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, just to interrupt real oh, quick. Yeah. Yes, please. I uh, looked up on the uh, the Wika.com of Expendables 2. Total kill count is a total of 489. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's insanity. 489? One good guy. 488 to one. One good. I mean, come on. Yeah. The odds are... I guess they killed some of the like people doing the mining. So I guess... That's not to skip ahead. Uh, yeah. They have it as listed as Jason, uh, Jason Statham's character, Lee Christmas. Yeah. With a leading kill count of 163 kills during that movie. How did they even count he did that many? Because I feel like Stallone and Cruz... Who was who dropping bombs on that bridge? It was, oh, because Statham, Statham was firing the gun. Yeah, right? that's, yeah. Why, so that's, Statham, that's yeah. why he wins. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, that, that thank you for that. Jeez, 489. That's insane. That's more than I, I thought 200, 300 max. Yeah. Whew. But this is, so, oh, so they they knocked Terry Crews out in the beginning of Expendables 3 and then he's back in the end. And then Jet Li's only in the one scene in this. Mm. But it's awesome when he's fighting the dudes in the yeah. kitchen and there's that one shot of him just whooping ass with the frying pans. Yeah. And they all have knives. Love it. But I was mad that Jet Li didn't get to fight more because in the first one, there's a great fight between Jet Li and um, Dolph Lundgren and I think one of the other guys. And it's awesome. So there's some good action in the first one, too. But so then Terry Crews has his giant gun and just blasting body parts off. Uh, they rescue Arnold. And then they give Arnold the big gun. And can we play clip number one? This is the first of a drinking game that will give you alcohol poisoning if you try and take a shot every time they do a meta joke in this movie. I don't get this back. Your ass is terminated. In your dreams. <laughs> it's such... I love it because it's hilarious, but it's such lazy writing. It's so bad. It's like... It's so bad. It's like this... Your ass is terminated. And they even... There's no subtle... I don't come to this movie for subtlety. No, but... But they could have figured out a little bit of a way to... 
<laughs> no one no one has ever in their life said your ass is terminated in like regular everyday language. No one has said any of these things that they right, said. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. th- put it in into a phrase that, like, hey. people could conceivably say. Maybe if, you know, uh, we had a cockroach issue sure. at one point. Yeah. And the exterminator came by, and he, uh, after he put up the roach motels, he just said, in a week from now, you're going to come back and go, your ass was terminated. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, you that, know, that made sense because he's sense. an exterminator. Right. You know, but that's the only time it makes sense. Yeah. So let's keep moving on because I kind of want to breeze through some of the story points and just really get to the action bits because that's the most absurd stuff. They shoot down a water silo and then zip line. The zip lining sequence is pure 80s, 90s insanity because these bad guys are shooting up at them. They're wide out in the open, uh-huh. ziplining pretty slow. Yeah. I mean, fast, but not super fast. At, at a constant speed. Yeah. So you can, you you can, can time it out. You can yeah. just, <laughs> just aim your gun about 10 feet down right. and just start shooting. You'll hit them. Yeah. And instead, they're just mowing down. Bad. These are the worst shots ever. These bad guys, I mean, when they introduce the, the village of the, the women whose husbands are in the mine and they can't that hit anything, yeah. I'm like, neither can the bad guys. Yeah, so like, why don't you comment on that? They have the same instructor. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> it's so incredible. Close, close your eyes and hope. And just when you think it's done, when you're like, oh, Stallone and Statham get surrounded and then he does that. Why does he do this? The whole like, and then Statham goes, uh, is that thing loaded? Let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. My only thought is that it was a signal to Liam Hemsworth yeah, yeah, to yeah. like, yeah. now's the time. But mm. you would think that he would just be able to see it and know. <laughs> you think the signal would be, oh, my boss is surrounded by 12 bad dudes with yeah. guns. Yeah. Also, why didn't they just shoot them? Right. Why did you They've wait? Ju- you've just wasted, uh, out of the 489, probably 172 of them. Sure. I just threw that out there, but I'm pretty sure it's accurate. That's accurate. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Prove me wrong. Put it on the internet right now. On the interwebs. Uh, then you think it's done after all of them get shot. And then there's a boat chase. So there's all these... There's a uh, uh, armored vehicle assault. There's martial arts fights. There's shootouts. There's a zipline shootout. And then there's a boat chase. Yeah. Most action movies don't have that many set pieces in one movie. In the movie. But the boat chase is rad. Yeah. Like Super silly. Where were all these people? Like... Were, are they intentionally spread out just in case someone is able to kill the first 150 of them? Exactly. Or, like, what what were they doing on the boat to begin with? I guess uh, they were just ready. Or they, they just, just happened to be... They were, like, bad guys on vacation. And then the boat <laughs> came through and they are like, wait a second. What about the bad guys on the bridge that they just blow apart? <laughs> yeah. And just, oh, man. That's how Statham gets the most kills because he, he, he blows up both bridges yeah, that have, like... He's the one firing. That have, like, 50 dudes. That's a... That's a... That's not fair. He gets he gets so many with just one giant cannon. I think but he still does it. He does the man and knife thing later, <laughs> which we'll get into that. He, he also loves brass knuckles. He does love brass knuckles. He loves them more than anything. He's you know he just sleeps with them under his pillow. He loves them more than that. Who has the second highest kill count? Kill count. Uh, second highest would be Sly. This character Barney Ross at a total of seventy, with third place to the Lone Wolf Booker Chuck Norris at sixty-one. It has yeah. I mean Lone Wolf. I mean. He, we never, ever his actually... percentage is enormous, though. He was in it for five minutes, and he <laughs> got the, as many as the. He's the MVP the for me. He's yeah, the MVP. Sure. Uh, there's a lot of vaguely racist jokes in this too that are supposed to be funny. Yeah, where like when Jet Li and the other Chinese billionaire uh, parachute out, and they say, "That's what I call Chinese takeout," and they all laugh. I'm like, 
what? what? Hmm. Who? How did that make it past the writer's room <laughs> and not being like, I don't even understand that. Yeah. You know, something. There was, there was also, like, the moment that I laughed at later because I was had been thinking about it. Like, yeah. how did all these people get come together? But when, um, I forget who asked him, but they were like, who are, where are you guys from? And Sly was like, well, we're just Americans. And then they were all like, nah, <laughs> no, nah, we're from everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, nah, yeah. no, I'm pretty sure. No, we're actually from everywhere. Pretty sure that Ar- Arnold's accent is not from Texas. Yeah. And you Statham's know? accent is not a Wisconsin <laughs> accent. Uh, it, it gets confusing. Some. It's very similar. Oh, I'm Jason Statham. I'm from Wisconsin. I'm a dairy farmer. No, I like to farm <laughs> dairies. It's really hard not to drop an F bomb when you're playing Jason Statham, but I'm refraining oh, you did from it. it. Though. You did it. I didn't. I no, didn't. I'm saying you did. Oh. You successfully oh, made it through it. your impression without dropping it. Hey, what would Channing Tatum say if he was in Expendables 2? He'd be like, Man, I'm going to shoot this gun. I really hope Channing Tatum comes on this show one sometime. Day, one day, and one day, and then you just do an impression. He just stares at you, and he and like, then walks. He'd be out. like, "Man, that don't sound like me." That's what he'd be like. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> so then we get like this backstory where Dolph Lundgren they're hanging at the bar, and they they play up Dolph's real because he's a genius in real life. He actually I didn't know that. Yeah, he was a he he went to MIT. Like all that stuff they say about MIT, and that's all true. Uh-huh. Or maybe they twist the things a little bit, but he was like a, he was, he's a super brilliant scientific mind and you would never guess that from the way he acts. No. But, uh, I love me some Dolph Lundgren, but man, he really plays up the creep factor in this because he goes full villain in the first one and then they somehow redeem him. I can't really remember at the end. And then now he's like, like crazy from meds or something. It's super weird. Very weird. And he makes me uncomfortable in almost every scene because he has eyes that look like he's going to either... F or kill everyone around him. Sure. And and F them violently. And they, they set him up a couple of times to it's be so like... weird to say F, the, F hey. them. <laughs> F them violently. <laughs> Just looking at still out, I'm going to F you violently. If I say that, if I insinuate the swear word no, enough, does it mean that it's uh, explicit now? Yeah, what's the conversion rate? <laughs> on, eh? on actually saying it to making reference to it. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Um, what were you going to say? Oh, no. I mean, they just set him up too many times for him to be creepy and weird. Yeah. Too um, many times. Yeah. Uh, oh, and yeah. then we, we talked. So Bruce Willis is back. He sets him up on this mission. Uh, we get the. We, we already talked about the weird Liam Hemsworth. We, I'm going to uh, hang with you for another month, which is so arbitrary. Like, this is not a job. Like, who's paying you? This is not a job. Just go. Just get out. Is there like a salary? I, like, I don't know. Because the second they start building him up and like. Uh, they they have him tell this really long-winded story about, like, in Afghanistan and being in the army. And you're just like, man, you were just telegraphing you're going to murder this dude. Also, so I, I have a couple of things. We've only we, done two side clips. I, no, I know. <laughs> oh, crap. Like, and they're all surrounding Liam Hemsworth character. Yeah. But, like, yeah. that bit where he's telling the story and everyone, like, perks up. First of all, like, how long have you been with this dude that you've never heard this story yeah. before? Yeah. Because, like, she didn't have to twist his arm for this. She was just no. like, tell me the story. And he's like, all right. Secondly, they've all been through worse, I'm sure. Yeah. And third of all, like, it was a really weird way to wrap up that. I know they're trying to, like, give him heart by yeah. saying the dog thing, how he, like, adopted <laughs> the stray dog. But, like, to go from all my friends were killed, but the worst part is they killed the stray dog I adopted. <laughs> Super strange. Like, super strange. All right, man. Like, I, don't know. I mean, I think all your friends being killed is way worse. It's way but, worse. Um, like, that's know. terrible about the dog, but... Yeah. It's not... I wouldn't say that's where I would wrap. No, no. 
Uh, let's skip ahead to Van Damme shows up. He does the goat line, like we said. And then to add insult to injury, he, take Bar- he takes Barney Ross, a.k.a. Stallone's knife, and round has Scott Atkins hold it, and then That's Roundhouse kicks cool. it into Liam Hemsworth's chest cool. and kills him. It's awesome. Then they have this funeral for Liam Hemsworth. we got to move on because we talked a whole lot. Rap show in 16, 16 minutes. Oh, wait, God, wait, okay. wait, wait. Before I know that we're buttoned up, yeah, but yeah, yeah. two things. Yeah. Number one. I know this is a thing in action movies, but there's no reason Van Damme wouldn't have killed all those people. There's no reason. There's zero, especially since they killed Liam Hemsworth, and especially since later they randomly kill innocent people yeah. mining the plutonium. Yeah. For them to leave this group of assassins to kill Liam Hemsworth for no reason <laughs> except to give them motivation to come find them <laughs> is the most idiotic thing that anyone yeah. would ever do. Yeah. It's so stupid. Yeah, and there's no. it would have made more sense if like Stallone and them had to escape in a shootout or something. Right. But instead they're just like, all right, see ya. We're going to leave you with all your weapons on the ground. But enough motivation for you to want to come find us. And then the second thing when Liam Hemsworth is like this note in my pocket – and Sylvester Stallone grabs it and reads it, and it's a note for his yeah. girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. Stallone then reads it out loud to a group of people at his funeral. <laughs> it's like, dude, that's private, that's intrusive, man. That is man. not for them. That is it. That is for his girlfriend. That is not a wall post. That's a direct message to his girlfriend. For all right. Real. Why are you putting him on blast like that? Come right. on. Anyway. All right. So then, st- I, lo- I love you picking apart both those things. That's so- <laughs> that's so great. But then. Um, so then they ask Stallone after the eulogy, what are they going to do? Clip number three. Clip number three. Steve. Steve, you hear me? Clip number three. What's the plan? Track him, find him, kill him. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> here we go. And then like 30 minutes passes by and you're like, anytime now we're going to. So we're, we're still on tracking. We're, we're still on the tracking part. <laughs> but it. once they get to find him, kill him, man, do they find him and do they kill him? Boy, do those dominoes fall. <laughs> Boy, like, tracking him takes a while. <laughs> so, so then we get introduced to the plutonium in the in the mines. And clip number four is uh, we reveal Valon is going to sell the plutonium to the highest bidder. Which again, these nefarious bad guys plots uh, always insinuate the end of the world, and they seem not concerned with it right. at all. Right. Can we play clip number four from producers Maria? Moon. Oh goodness! Kevin- <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Or that <laughs> one? No, not that one. <laughs> Here we go, guys. You're smart. Imagine if six pounds of pure plutonium is powerful enough to change the balance of the world. So imagine what five tons would do. It's very interesting. I love that nonchalant. It's very interesting. <laughs> it's like no, it's not interesting. It, it, it would it would it would end the world. Sure. And all that money you got, unless you're saving up for a spaceship to Mars with Elon Musk. It's like M- Elon Musk, not Elon Elon Lust is going to get there first. <laughs> Kellen <laughs> Kellen Lutz yeah. and Elon Lutz. <laughs> Anyways. So, oh god. Then there's um there's a, a scene where they beat the hell out of these dudes in the bar with brass knuckles, which is pretty badass. Yes. I like that scene. And then they insinuate that uh martial arts McNo expression. <laughs> I really got to learn her name. I want to say it was something like really generic, like Ming or something like that. I thought it was Maggie, but maybe Maggie. It was Maggie. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was Maggie. Right? It was yeah. Maggie. I knew it was with an M. Yeah. I just assumed because they made so many vaguely racist statements that they just gave sure. her a vaguely uh, generic name. They so, Maggie. So the racist statements were vague. The sexist statements were like super <laughs> overt. Yeah. Let's get to that one. So this is where they're all going around and saying their favorite meal. And uh, Stallone says something kind of cheeky, like anything that can kill you faster. And you're like, ah, and then Maggie says like dumplings or something like, oh, that sounds actually delicious. And then Lundgren just had to make it weird. Yeah. Can we play clip number five? 
My favorite Swedish dinner would be baby seal and whale ash in the summer. That makes it worse. In the summer. But I'd really die for some Chinese. And then he gives this gross look to Maggie. Then you're gonna starve to death. <laughs> and everybody laughs when it's like, what you should be doing is like, all right, who's gonna watch Maggie tonight right. so Gunner doesn't go in a room? Like that's ex- like at that point you'd be like, Gunner, you're sleeping outside. Right? Yeah. He's clearly look out, Gunner. He's clearly the guy that at any minute you're gonna have to be like, no, dude. And and apparently like he he's sort of new to the group. Because you're saying he's villain, he's sort of he's not because he was an old school guy and he betrays them in the first one. Got it, got it. So, but I, they they knew him and were comfortable with him because yeah. like if if you're new to the group and you're dropping those kind of comments, it's so like, man. Why don't you take a hike? We I know it's you. supposed to be. I guess it's supposed to be funny, but it's super creepy. It's not, and the way he drags it out too, I could really die for some Chinese. You're just like, even if I was describing getting Chinese takeout actual food that way, yeah. It'd be creepy to my wife if sure. I was like, "Honey, I could really die for some Chinese." She's like, "Then put your pants out. on." <laughs> She's being like, "Oh, <laughs> ew, no, I don't like." Do you this guys side think of you. that might have been a throwback to um, his character in Universal Soldier? He oh, was a racist uh, Vietnam vet. Well, Steve. How dare you? That is, I actually never even thought about that because I haven't seen Universal Soldier in like ten years. Is that? Oh, you guys gotta watch that. Is that what? It, is that what it is? I mean, I'm just, I'm just speculating based on what you guys are that saying. Has like, to, it, it that has to. Because it sounds like it sounds like it's something that's so out of place that it has to be a throwback. But you well, gotta, you, I mean, to understand, like every action star in this film is gonna have some throwback to hit up the fans, be like, oh yeah, that's a nice joke. That's because that you, guy was in that movie. It's super so weird was, to choose. Hey, let's do a throw. Back right. to super racist oh, Vietnam no. Yeah, how about I mean, choose a different character? How about how about He Man, right? <laughs> yeah. Or, or even, say... even the Punisher. He was the Punisher oh. of the eighties. Remember we did we talk or, about the Punisher? No, we this? didn't. Oh. oh God. Come on, God, answer me. <laughs> <laughs> so good. You gotta watch it. It's incredible. Well, but yeah, like but anyway. Anything besides racist guy <laughs> is probably something you could you could lean into. It's, it was two thousand twelve. You really shouldn't lean into that. Yeah. Uh, agreed. And they yeah. do. But uh, so then let's skip ahead there. They wake up the next morning. And they're like, all right, we're going to get out of here. And as soon as they do, they start getting shot at. And they're like, oh, well, we can handle this. And then a tank shows up. This is It's also sort of funny the way they set it up because Stallone's like, do what you got to do. And Terry Crews is like, great, and leaves. <laughs> like, I don't know where he's going. <laughs> but he just walks out the door and he's he like, said. oh, they're coming. They're... <laughs> yeah. And there's an awesome action scene here yeah. where they're pinned down. They're out of ammo. Uh, but again, where they're sh- the bad guys have machine guns, Stallone's wasting them with just two handguns. I actually do really like the way they sort of call out how how much ammo they have left because that's always crazy in yeah. these gunfights. How there's just unlimited yeah. amounts of, and you're, you have unlimited guns and you yeah. just toss the empty ones and pull up new ones. And they consistently throughout are like, <laughs> "I got one, I got two left. Uh-huh. What am I gonna do? I'm down to one clip. Let's hope it works." And then like yeah. he fires it, and then they all, all get. It, it, but it's still a callback to like the. But they basically yeah. repeat that yeah, beat with joke. Liam. Yeah. And then uh, Chuck Norris shows up, and they do that. The Ennio Morricone from uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Uh-huh. And then uh, Chuck Norris delivers a Chuck Norris joke. Can we play this clip number six? I heard another rumor that you were bitten by a king cobra. Yeah, I was. But after five days of agonizing pain, the cobra died. (laughs) 
<laughs> I almost fell off the couch when that happened because I was like, that's that that's to me is pure genius and terrible all at the same time. Yeah. I don't I, I feel like I keep shrinking. Uh yeah, I feel like it's it's hilarious. And you also realize how rough Chuck Norris is as an actor now. Oh like he, yeah. I don't think he's done anything since Walker, Texas Ranger, really. It's bad, but it was except super fanatical Christian videos. Right. He's done a lot of right, those. Right, but he's not acting in those. <laughs> He, nope. <laughs> he, but he he's he, acting like a person, right? Um, yeah, anyways, yeah, he's he's wonderful. He's a joy in this movie. It's ridiculous it, where he just like shows up twice and mows down a room and, full of and people. They don't really ever. In the end, you see him fire a few shots, but mainly it's just like off camera. He just wastes a bunch of people and then walks saunters up. Yeah. I would love for them to do a spinoff movie of what he does in his downtime because he's just it's like these fanatical Christian videos. He's ready at all times to just like Where would, yeah. unload on sixty bad guys. But it's like so his good. normal life, what is he doing? I have no just idea. Just waiting for bad guys. Just, yeah. And I like when they're Target like, practice. "I've mellowed out in my old age," and then uh, Stallone looks around at like forty dead dudes or yeah. sixty whatever, yeah. and he's like, uh, "Not much," or whatever. Right. It's so good. I love that Chuck Norris showed up. I remember seeing it with my father-in-law, and he cracked up. And I think that's also why, seeing it the first time, he, my my father-in-law was laughing at everything so much that it just infused. Same thing with a, a totally different topic, but when I saw Justice League with my dad, he had never seen any of the other DC movies, so he loved it and was laughing and having... And I, that just energy yeah. made me enjoy the hell out of it. And everybody that I talked to was like, oh, I hated it. And I'm like, well, it was fun. My dad thought it was fun. Yeah. Anyways, that was a tangent. Uh, see, you got to see these kind of movies with the right person. Sure. Uh, you know, if you see it with somebody who's going in like, ugh, then you're going to have a terrible time. But if you're going in with somebody who's going to be like me and cracking up at the stupidest stuff... I can either be the most respectful audience member or the most annoying one when it comes to these times. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm that guy uh, when it comes to these movies. That's what you're supposed to do. If you go with Ben, uh, he'll walk out of the theater during trailers. I will. So, you know, he won't trailers. I don't watch them anymore. They give away everything. So then they go to the village where the women can't shoot. And they're going to they they're at first. They're like, we can't be here. Then they're like, wait a minute. No, we're going to save you. I may have checked out during that story point, so I'm not 100% clear. Yeah, all it was was these were the wives and children yeah. of the men who were taken to mine the plutonium. Yeah, and and so, they, they're they're on to the fact that like they're coming back to get them, basically. Yep, and so they, they there's there's just been an action sequence, and then another one happens again, where the, and it's awesome. But the setup for Jason Statham's badass knife fight is the worst one-liner I may have ever heard in a movie. Can we play clip number seven? By the power vested in me, I now pronounce you man and knife. <laughs> he stabs a guy in the neck. <laughs> I love that he's doing this weird accent, too. Like, yeah. By the power vested in me. He's got to throw him off. I'm going to be Dracula, he, man and knife. He, also, he drops it, looks right at him. Yeah. Why does no one shoot him? Because they're riveted. They're like, <laughs> what is he going to say? What is this priest going to do? Uh, why is he marrying us right now? <laughs> <laughs> man and knife yeah like by the power vested in me like at that moment they should have like, been oh. like this is not right why would a priest be walking towards me doing the yeah. wedding thing yeah but his action scene is awesome he's flinging around the uh the uh not frankincense what is it the, uh, the incense yeah the incense uh thing 
you know, I go to church sure. a lot, Clarence. The like, incense thing. The incense thing. Mm-hmm. And he's, Chuck Norris, he's he knows. smacking him around and like the, the embers are hitting people and then he's knifing dudes left and right and he throws to it and it sh- stabs and then Maggie gets a badass fight scene again. She's awesome at martial arts. We call her martial arts McNo uh, emotion because every time they cut to her, I swear she's like uh, waiting for action. She looks bored. She yeah. looks like she's like checked out thinking of her grocery list. Like when Liam Hensworth dies and she's at the funeral, she's like, Maybe she's just in shock, a constant state of shock. She's listening to the beautiful note that Liam Hemsworth wrote his girlfriend. Hey, she does a great job in the fight scene, so that's all yeah. That's all we come to for this. Uh, that's all we uh, come to for this? Come, come to this for. Come to this for. Yeah. That is a sentence. There it is. There we go. We made, together, we made a <laughs> sentence. And then they blast a whole bunch of other dudes. One last poor dude comes around the corner of that fence. Yeah. <laughs> Stallone yells. He gets the rest. One more. Yeah. <laughs> and they unload probably like... If they're so worried about their ammo, they unload like 400 rounds in him. Can we play what happens after this guy gets blasted? It's clip number eight. One more! Jesus! He's dead, guys! Rest in pieces! (laughs) (laughs) I really wish he said, Reese's Pieces! (laughs) (laughs) They need to. I want one more! They need to redo this movie just so. Sylvester Stallone can say Reese's Pieces what, in that moment. What if somebody? Free, what if that was a Reese's Pieces commercial and they're they're eating it and they freak out because there's only one more? Yeah, and then they eat it and then somebody comes in and dumps like a whole bunch of them on them, like like the amount of bullets. Yeah, and then he goes Reese's Pieces. <laughs> there you go. I just gave you your new Boom. Super Bowl ad. Your new ad makes as little sense as this movie, but I love it. Yeah, they oh, also I love didn't it. chop him up. They just shot him. So like he was in one piece still. We're just like he's holy. He's very holy. Very holy. Just like. Jason Statham. Yeah. So and Chuck Norris. And Chuck Norris. Hey. So then they 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 don't really they plan a raid on the mine, but really the plan is blow up the bridge, crash the plane through the mine, hope they survive. Right. And somehow none of the bad guys in the mine or exiting the mine hear this giant explosion or plane crash. Nope. It must be just a huge. I mean, they did need schematics to find the plutonium, so clearly it's a giant mine. Sure, but also like <laughs> everyone is okay. <laughs> it's a really dangerous, violent crash. It's like <laughs> the wings get ripped off. They're smashing into stalactites and stalagmites. You don't intentionally crash a plane. No, that you're they in. do. That's a mistake. Barney Ross does, and they, and they Lee crash Christmas. It, they crash it into. A, a place that doesn't have a way out. <laughs> so, like, they don't. They don't know what's in there. Yeah. But what if they just crashed and instantly hit a wall? And right. We're like, oh. Right. Oops. Yeah. What if there was a big rock, like not even a wall, but just like a big rock that didn't screwed. let them through? Oh God, we have two minutes. Okay. So then uh, they go in there. They're blasting away people. They get trapped inside, uh, and then Arnold shows up in this giant drilling machine that right. and he's and he says i'm back and you're like yep of course you are sure okay i'm glad you stated that got it then willis shows up and in my favorite shot of the entire movie that makes absolutely no sense because there's so many innocent people running around from the bad guys and stallone willis and arnold are standing behind very foggy glass and just start opening fire and i'm pretty sure i saw a, a, an innocent bystander get wasted in that oh, moment that's too bad but I'm like, you guys have no regard for it. It's just nope. like, ga 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 ga. But the reveal of the three of them with Chuck Norris sniping from above is one of my favorite shots in in motion picture history. Sure, that's a bold statement. Yeah, I mean, but hey, so y- then you said it. Stand by it. Then just, basically, all you need to know about the ending is tons of expo- tons of body parts flying yes. off. 
Uh, we have this clip, clip number nine with Willis and Arnold. I'll be back. You've been back enough. I'll be back. Yippee ki yay. <laughs> That's not a conversation. Uh, then then Willis shows up in a smart car and Arnold rips the door off and Bruce Willis kicks the door off because apparently they're really not structurally sound. It's not a strong car. It's, not, it's a smart car. They go around wasting people. Again, they're on a fixed speed in a smart car and right. bad guys can't hit them, but they shoot everybody. There's this badass fight between Stallone and Valon Van Damme in the end. Can we play clip number 10? You want a man up? It's actually kind of, kind of flirty. You know what? Good guys do this in movies all the time when the bad guys run out of ammo. Just shoot them. Just shoot them. Like, what are you, what are you trying on. to prove, man? You You're already need... a hero. Nobody's gonna know. Say it was an awesome fight. Yeah. Just shoot them. No one's watching you. Just Indiana Jones did. If Indiana Jones can do it right. in front of a packed crowd of people watching, right. You can do it in a closed, you it. know, ha- airport hangar. Just do it. You don't need a fist fight him. And finally, so Vaughn gets a chain wrapped around his neck because he whips it like a whip. Yep. And it wraps around, pulls him, and he stabs him with the knife that stabbed uh, Liam Hensworth. Yeah, success. Okay, I know we got to wrap. We're gonna play clip number eleven, then we're out of here. This is uh, all this is Willis, Stallone, and Arnold joking around at the end. I think belongs in a museum. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> <laughs> and they all get their walkers in. Yeah. Ah, come on, they're all in way better shape than I'm gonna be at that what, age. One last thing, I, I okay. know that we're wrapped, but I my one of my favorite parts of the movie was at some break where they're relaxing and they're about to get on a plane. Sly Stallone lights up the cigar. And then they got to get on the plane, I think. And he just like tosses a cigar like it's a cigarette. No, you don't. It's like that. you're you're it's, in the middle of like urgent life saving yeah. matters. Don't light a cigar until no. it's over. That is a celebration. That's what that the is, fat lady sings. Yeah, if Independence in Day taught us anything, you don't light the you're cigar so until the fat right. lady sings. Yep. Ah, uh, we had to kind of backload that a little bit. We had a lot of stuff at the end of the podcast today. We got a little hung up on the details, that's but that's fine. Right. That's what we do. That's what we do here. That's our thing. Thanks for watching today. Hey, Jesse, until next time, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse and for Sketch at The Prom Losers. You can find me at the Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram at Parents vs. Baby for my wife and I. We have a parenting thing that's funny and ridiculous. And also tweet at us. Let us know what your favorite Expendables movie is. Do you hate them? Do you love them? Uh, who would you like to see an Expendables 4 showing up? It's supposed to start shooting in the fall, I believe. And also give us some suggestions for next week. We love hearing from you. So until next time, what is your guilty movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, and not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 